0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? So glad you're in the podcast today and able to tune in and listen to it. I have been looking forward to giving the podcast today. It's, this whole time has been exciting to me. I always look forward to this time of the year, as many people do. But it isn't particularly special because I get to meditate each day on a wonderful truth nugget that comes from the Word of God about my Savior, and I like to cut across country anytime I can to talk about Jesus because He is the one uh, who answers all the longings of our hearts. One of those those, um, uh, ministries of our Lord, of course, and truths about Him is found in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, our verse for the day. The Bible says, and Jesus actually says here, I am the alpha and omega saith the lord who wa- who is and who was and who is to come the almighty I'm a big fan of christmas music I don't know when you start listening to yours uh every now and then I might break one out around july uh now not regularly so don't send me hate mail But I do uh, occasionally like to be reminded of Christ and to sing about him and about his great sacrifice and coming to earth. But I want to just highlight a a great Christmas hymn that perhaps you've never even heard before. Uh, It's probably one of the most ancient Christmas hymns that has been written in the modern in the uh, in the era of the church anyway, because it dates back to a poem that was written back in the fourth or fifth century AD. Uh, it is a song that celebrates the confession that Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God. Uh, from the very opening lines of the song, Jesus is recognized as God from before the very beginning of time. That's why this Bible verse in Revelation 1 actually reminds us of this great truth. And I hope you understand today that Jesus didn't just become the Son of God when he was born in Bethlehem, there are some false teachers that have come along down through the centuries who have taught that. Even there are contemporary uh, supposed Christian teachers today that teach that false, that heretical type of uh, uh, viewpoint, theology. The reality is that Christ has always been the Son of God, uh, and that's what makes the uniqueness of his incarnation that much more special, because as the Son of God, He has always known equality with, uh, in His essence, being deity. He has always possessed all of the attributes of what it means to be God, Uh, but yet when He condescended to come to this earth, He voluntarily uh, withheld some of those attributes of being deity, such as His omnipresence, uh in and and and, so, and even in some cases voluntarily uh withheld his omniscience in 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 uh, the ability to be able to possess human flesh uh he gave up some of those things temporarily so that he might be able to come and be born in this world and to perform the sacrifice for our sins. This hymn, the title of which is Of the Father's Love Begotten, originally written in Latin. It's been translated by really two more prominent men. Uh, One did an okay job, but the other one, I really like his translation of the original Latin. And if you think some of our Christmas hymns can be rather lengthy in the number of stanzas it has, then uh, then hold your breath, because this one has 38 stanzas to it, <laughs> uh, and a lot of people are completely unfamiliar with the song uh, anyway, uh, but certainly are not familiar with the 38 stanzas, but uh, they're truly great, and I love the first stanza itself, because it is a hymn that well, let me just read you the first stanza. Again, this was originally written in Latin, but it's been translated into English. And the, it goes like this. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, He is Alpha and Omega. He is the source, the ending, He, of the things that are, that have been, and that future years shall see evermore and evermore. Second stanza At his word the worlds were framed. He commanded, it was done. Heaven and earth and depths of ocean in their threefold order one. All that grows beneath the shining of the moon and the burning sun evermore and evermore. He is found. Third stanza, He is found in human fashion, death and sorrow here to know, that the race of Adam's children, doomed by law to endless woe, may not henceforth die and perish in the dreadful gulf below, evermore, evermore. In the verse for today in Revelation 1 8, he Jesus says he is the Alpha and Omega. That's a reflection of the Hebrew thought in the Old Testament that uses the first word of the Hebrew alphabet, Aleph, and the last letter. Uh, I said word, the uh, last letter, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Aleph, the last letter is Tau, Aleph to Tau is the entire Hebrew alphabet, but of course the Apostle John was writing in Greek when he wrote this in Revelation, and so he made it conform to the Greek language when he said uh, Jesus Christ is the Alpha the Alpha, and the Omega, the first and the last, Uh, That's how Christ is referring to himself. In other words, we worship him today, folks, because he is the Alpha and Omega. Uh, In short, he means he is from eternity past to eternity future. He is eternity. Uh, And that mode of speech is used all the way through the Old and the New Testament that as he is the author and the cause of all things, you know, Jesus was there from the very beginning when he literally spoke all of this universe into existence. Uh, he is the one who is the author and the maker of everything. And then he's the, the omega. He is the end and, uh, of All things as well. He is the one who gives life. He is the one who takes life. He is the creator as well as the destroyer. He is the establisher of all things and he is the finalizer of all things. Uh, this particular phraseology reminds us of Christ and how he is the one who breathes into our very nostrils the breath of life so that we become a living soul And when he deems it to be the correct time, then he withdraws that breath and our souls are then brought to to our, our eternal destination, wherever that might be. He is the one that we worship. He is the one that means so much to all of us that if you know him, he especially means a great deal to you this term alpha and omega, interestingly enough, is used in the book of Revelation at least two times. It's at the beginning in the first chapter, interestingly enough, and he refers to himself this way again in the last chapter of chapter 22, as the one who promises to return to make everything brand new. And so this song of testimony, uh, is a really a declaration of what Christmas is all about. The creator of the world who loves his creation so much came to rescue and redeem it. And you can mark it down, my friend. He's going to do so one day. He'll return and it will all be made right. He promises to come again and to restore it forever, so we always look at the cross of at the birth of Christ with a view to the cross of Christ to with a view continuing view to the crown of Christ. You know it's no small thing to welcome Jesus as Lord and Saviour of all creation, including ourselves, and he promises to come again to make everything new so that we can live with Him in the new heaven and new earth forever, so we can pray, Lord, even so, come quickly. God bless you today. Uh, what a Savior we serve. If you'd like to know Him better, you don't know Him now as Lord and Savior, please let me know, pastornason at gmail.com. Know Christ and one.